2: Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've
4: seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Q's Militia with Sean and Joe. That was a lackluster. At Q's Militia on Sorry, the socials. But... Go there. Join the Militia live on X Spaces for the final segment of each show. Sorry, we did, not, um, we did not go live because we were trying to condense the show a little bit and it still ended up being an hour and 14 minutes. So we sit here looking stupid because, of course, we probably had time to go live, but we did not. So our apologies. And not kind of, kind of, I'm not quite sure what kind of feedback we would have got anyway, but uh, this week or today, because since we've been here this week already... We are going to preview Boston College at Syracuse, finally returning to the Dome. It'll be kickoff is set for 730. And, you know, will Syracuse turn it around? We shall see. I know I'm in a better mood, Joe. You know why I'm in a better mood, Joe?
1: Why are you in a better mood, Sean?
4: It's the day after Halloween, Joe. You know what the day after Halloween is, right?
1: Uh, November 1st.
4: For me. It is November 1st. That's correct. It's correct. That's the start of my birthday month, by the way. Not that I celebrate a birthday month. I barely celebrate a birthday. Oh, but to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, once you get past 21, it's just whatever. Well, I guess 25, your insurance goes down. So that's kind of exciting. Plus, I was already drinking when I was 16 in bars with fake IDs. So, I mean, 21 <laughs> was just I, I didn't have to worry about getting caught anymore. Um, so anyway, 25 was exciting, but no, back to my point. Today is the day after Halloween. The day after Halloween is the day, all of the things, all of the things, Christmas come out of the attic, Joe, you know, this. you're playing stupid right now. So, uh, I'm in a good mood on
1: Facebook Uh, today.
4: You did what that says we haven't even had Thanksgiving yet, guys. What are you doing?
1: No, you're one of those guys. No. Okay. Well, look. It was basically when I started seeing Christmas decorations. It says when I start seeing Christmas decorations in early November and it's a person that looks like they're pouring Tabasco sauce into their eyeballs.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I find that offensive? I'm offended.
1: Uh, but I also did see something that is um, also pretty cool that you might be interested in is that uh, somebody who has a Christmas tree up and they have a sheet over it and dress it up as a ghost all the way through Halloween so that they could put their Christmas tree up. It's creative.
4: It's creative, but you know what? If you're going to put your effing Christmas tree up early, own that shit. Own it. Put the freaking lights on it and light that bastard up for everybody to see. Right in your front window and don't close the blinds. And hand out candy through that window, said window. Unless it's a picture window and go to the next window. Let everybody see it. Own it. I think it's creative, but nonetheless, own it. Uh, Dino Babers had a press conference, and we normally poo-poo the press conferences. Although this wasn't all it was cracked up to be by co-hosts and and those alike. But uh, Dino Babers put it on the spot. I'm just saying, man, I expected more. You had, I mean, I was like, wow, what am I gonna? It was, you know, a blip on the radar of twenty something minutes. So. Um, I get it though, Joe. I mean, we talked. You know, I get it. It was it was the first time I think that Dino's kind of really been put on the hot seat. They 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 Jim Bayheimed him to some degree, and you know it's 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 we're in the eighth year of this thing, and he hasn't been Jim Bayheimed yet. And um, by Jim Bayheimed, I mean they're asking him questions that they know aren't going to garner the best responses, right? And asking him questions about his job, and you know. Um, Have you talked to John Wildhack about if you don't make a bowl game or or something along these lines? And also, you know, those types of probing questions, the the questions that they should be asking, honestly. um, But it takes a moment like the the loss against Virginia Tech for some of these questions to come up, which is a disservice to all of us, I think. And honestly, you know, we know he's not going to answer, but something changed after that game amongst the fan base and reporters alike. And I think that it's good that they, they got out there and and according to coach, you know, there's been no talks of anything with John Wildhack in regards to his job, but you know, he's just focused on winning and that's what they need to do is win and, and and the games and and the kids and and this and that. And that's the, that's the response you expect. But there was one question and Joe, you'll have to refresh my memory, man, because I, I only listened to it once, and I, was, I didn't record anything. I thought about it, but oh, I... Me
1: too, I, I hope.
4: Okay, well, I listened to it at work, so I didn't record anything. But there was a question in regards to, you know, um, he was asked something about his job, and he said, oh, I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to talk about that. Let's talk about Boston College. He's very curt and direct about it. And the dude asked again of something. And he tried to skirt around the actual question, but in so many words, it was, again, about his job, right? And and coach just said, Next question. I mean, he was not having it and he was not happy. Right. And we've seen Coach get a little upset, but you know, I think he's feeling the pressure and I think he's felt the pressure before, but something's different this time and you know, not that I expect anybody to lose their job. Like I said, there's still time to turn this thing around and it was as ugly as it was, it still can be fixed. And I'm going to keep my powder dry for the rest of the season as far as all of that goes. And we're going to see where we end up, you know, and I did the same thing with Jim Beheim, and it's, I only do that stuff because it's not for me to say, and I don't think it's necessary. You guys all have your own opinions. My opinion is yeah. I'm just going to hold off and see. Right.
1: And and that's where we should stay, right? Because at the end of the day, he still has a third of the season left, right? And we can say that it's not going to be turned around X, Y, and Z. Like, we don't know. We're not behind closed doors. We don't know what's going on. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, we kind of went over the last episode what we think it is, right? Um, yeah, it was better than mine.
4: Uh, I, I, someone had to make up for it.
1: Right, right, right. So, I mean, we, we went over it, you know. An exhaustion as far as like the last episode, and, and honestly, I think that me and, and you were both on the same page as far as what the overall reason is. But it doesn't—in
4: other doesn't words,
1: explain look, everything away. I mean, I just think that he's put in.
4: Here, here's, I think that
1: overall he's put in a bad situation, right? I mean,
4: I, and that could be the case. We don't know, but he could be steaming because he wants to, to say something that he knows he can't. He could be steaming for a number of issues. He could be steaming because he wants to defend himself and be like, look, guys, you want to yeah. know that if- the, the damn God's honest truth <laughs> is this, and he can't say it. And maybe that's why yeah. he hasn't talked to John Wildhack, because they all know that the answer is. And so we don't know that. It's pure speculation. No.
1: But... Giant John Wildhack talked to a lot of reporters, and he was on some radio shows this week, and he yeah. got asked a lot about it as well, so... Yeah, I mean, he can't talk about it because I mean, I'm sure if he wants to say what he what he wants to say, then that probably would be his job, right? So, you know, it's almost like he's keeping his powder dry. But I tell you, you know, listening to the mod podcast, uh, I mean, the players are sticking up for him. Um, you know, uh, Caleb Okachikwu, he uh, he had a nice little two minute. <laughs> part of that podcast where he was just like, you know, we hear everything, we see everything, like, you know, all these people the alums fan like people that are saying stuff behind keyboards and you know, behind phones and devices and stuff like you know, come out here, former players instead of just, you know, talking about it. Come out comes to the practice.
4: Well, that was directed facility. at Eric Dungey, right. I think.
1: See what's going I mean, there's a lot of people. You yeah, know, there is, but ones. coach specifically said the same thing, thing about Eric Dungey. So. Right. And again, Right, that's there's that and there's other. We've seen others as well, right? So, and then there's also former players that are kind of in the know for the past couple of years that kind of know what's going on as well, right? I mean, you, you look no further than Jesse Edwards, right? I mean, Jesse Edwards. is it's not football, but yeah, he left went to West Virginia because you know, and NIL money and you know wasn't even close. And you remember his answer when he was asked about the NIL and the money and all that stuff, right? I mean, it's coming from a player saying, you know, I They're don't just know not how interested. much universities, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it didn't even seem like they tried to fight or negotiate or anything like that. For it him. was something um,
4: along the lines of that. Like, it, I'm not sure if that if they care or uh, that's not their priority, something like that to that effect.
1: Right. I mean, it might not have came out and been so, you know, direct about it, but you you could get what he, you could get what he was trying to say based upon his statement, right? So, oh yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's tough. And I, I think instead of sitting here and questioning and judging and all that other thing, um, I think all you know alumni, former players, fans, realistically, we should be trying to do everything that we possibly could do that we can do to help versus just sit here and, and be, you know, negative and, and point fingers and all that other kind of stuff and just give up. Right. Um, I don't think the coach is going to give up. I don't think that the team's going to give up. You know, okay, well, we also talked about. You know the the culture that he has created with the team and, and everything like that, and the family like that. That's real, you know. Um, if you got depth issues or injury issues or just things like that, and you don't got the Jimmys and Joes, is what you know coaches said in the past. Then, I mean, that doesn't mean your culture in the locker room is bad. It doesn't mean your teammates not close. It doesn't mean that the the the, uh, the coaches aren't you know establishing a culture the right way, right? So, um, I just I hate when a lot of people I mean with us we talk about it it's speculation we bring up different things but we also we talk about how we don't know right you know, we're not in the know we're not behind closed doors all we can do is speculate there's multiple things that could be going on but to sit there and just outright just blame one person or talk like you know exactly what it is or blame any specific group of people in this um, it's kind of kind of naive
4: yeah it's the pyramid effect you know, <clears throat> there's, there's people who, like we discussed, that are likely higher than where we're, put, where we're putting most of the blame out of initial reaction and emotion. And we kind of all know where the uh, NIL stuff stands. And, we, yeah. hey, look, we talked yesterday, just real quick, because it's worthy of... Uh, just to just even if it's a blip to everybody. The you know, we, we just did the math on how many students are SU times, you know, rough I think it's a low estimate. Fifty five thousand dollar tuition a year, I think is low. Okay. I was told it was low. Uh and I've seen higher in, in you know, so I kind of I kind of went low on purpose. Because we know that first of all not you know Look, not enough of them aren't paying tuition to make a huge dent in this, but let's just say twenty-six thousand times fifty-five thousand. It's like one point four billion, okay, a, a year in tuition. That's a lot of damn money. When you look at, and I'm going to pull this up real, like, real super quick, um, just because I thought of it. the The program had a donor, John Laley. He 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 supplied this. Um, This center, the Laley Athletics Complex, with 25 million, okay, to get his name on it. it has got his name on it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, okay, 25 million. Just think about what half of that, okay, would do for NIL for one year. This, This effort for this building is to raise $150 million for this thing, okay? Like the school can't afford it. Of course, they'll accept donations, right? You got former football players, John Laley, and and there's others, right, um, that are that are pitching in seven figure numbers to this thing, and it when and you, just for me, if comes down to priorities, man. Like I get it. The facilities are, are definitely essential. You know, you got the Mello Center for basketball, and, and, it's, and you got this, you know, the state of the art equipment and things like that. And you got this Lely Center going in, and it's going to be tremendous. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be tremendous. Okay? It's, it, it, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we need players to enter it. We need players to enter it. And think about what some of that money could do uh, outside of the Lely Center and in NIL. Even if you're just looking at a quarter of it or half of it, you're looking at a quarter of this is $50 million. So trying to raise all this. If you raise $50 million for NIL, you're you're sitting like n- n- not just pretty, man. You're you're high on the hog in NIL money if you can raise that much. And that's not a quarter. That's a third. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, I'm just saying. Right. That, and
1: obviously just, that's a one-time thing, right? Right. But, yeah, you yeah. know, when it comes to NIL, it's going to have to be – you know, a constant, you know, annual thing. Uh, but
4: Right, that's why I like know, the we, reoccurring crowdsourced idea, you yeah. know?
1: Well, and, and part of this, too, is obviously, you know, their model as far as, um, you know, the money that they need. I don't know. Again, it comes down to just assuming, right? I mean, this is one of the things I think we have an issue with, even, like, in in government, right? Like, okay, where does all our, our tax dollar money go? And show it. Ukraine. Show us where all this... <laughs> Ukraine. But I'm saying show us. Show us what it's going to. And, and I would Box love to be able around. to see where the money is where the money is is allocated as far as what comes in and what's left over. And I think the one thing that's bad about this too, right, is that we're still trying to catch up on some of those fronts, right? I, I didn't... I mean, we're we're decades behind teams when it comes to you know facilities, when it comes to you know coaching staff nutritionists you know the people that are behind you know the scenes doing the little things in the off season and, and during the season that help teams be successful i mean we've talked about those things before i mean we've gone seasons where we have coaches that have you know dual position coaching jobs right or i'm an oc and i'm this right like jason beck's quarterback coach and in, in oc right so i mean a lot of these successful teams they they paid their coaches well. They retained their coaches. Um, don't allow them to leave, you know, with a lateral move, just an extra more money, right? So we're still spending money on these things that other schools only had to worry about. So by the time NIL hit, they already had nutritionists and that whole program set up in strength and conditioning, you know, with nutritionists. They already had the, the, the facilities and everything like that. So now they could focus all their money towards that kind of stuff or they can donate or get donors – to focus on the Nil so part of that is again was our model of prioritizing football and staying with the other power five teams in the country I mean that's yeah, just really were, what it comes right, down to so I mean we're dead. still trying to catch up on that front
4: we're catching up on everything late, so to your point it's just it's, it's not just Nil I understand what you're saying it's everything I mean it kind of is but yeah. you know football and Basketball, I mean, the truth is, it sustains all the other sports too. You know, when you think about just the revenue of it, it sustains all right. the other sports because I mean, let's be honest; those other most of those other sports aren't bringing in a ton of money. Um, by themselves, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's university money, and it's it's allocated where it needs to go. W- well, what, well,
1: the cost right. of those teams are going up now too. Yeah, absolutely. So Thanks I mean, to you, certain. Uh, trips we're gonna have to make to california and texas now
4: yeah and you know i got to For thinking about sport. that the other day we never really gave our opinions on it and i just got done explaining to to you guys how much i love the acc and how accustomed i've been to playing the teams that we play and how excited i am to watch these teams play each other like i'm an acc guy so just like it was back in the big east i could watch any freaking big east game now first of all i can watch any college football or basketball game i could watch any but if a c c if an a c c game is on that's where I start and then I flip to other stuff but i'm my attention is focused as long as it's a decent game is on the a c c game I just love it but with that said its i don't, why i don't know i'm not i don't like i'm like the who moved my cheese guy sometimes i i don't you know, I don't like change in that regard.
1: No, you're not excited to watch a Stanford-Cal matchup at 10 p.m.
4: <laughs> like, who exactly? That's an ACC, right? Come on, yeah. Why wouldn't you be excited? Yeah, because uh,
1: I'm super excited to go to travel to Berkeley and go sit in that. Oh my that gosh! Station, right? What?
4: So we can be delayed an hour and a half from people
1: that was protesting in the middle super of the sarcastic. field? Oh, okay. Never serious. Ever gonna go there? No, <laughs> I know, I'm
4: just kidding. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, dude. I, um, Atlantic Coast. I mean, last time I checked, I mean, Cal, not on the Atlantic Coast. So, <laughs> I'm.
1: <laughs> no, that's the reason why they were in the Pac 12. <laughs> so, anyway. Pacific. Yeah. I don't know. So.
4: Uh, I don't know. We're just come, And this is, this, is the, this is the signs of the times. And this is why I think a Joe and Joe and... Facts don't care about your feelings. Uh, Joe and mine. Joe and my's big point. Is my's a word? Joe and my's? Joe and mine's? Mine. Joe, Joe and mine's? My, mine Joe and, and Joe's. My's. No, it would start Joe, I think. Joe and my's.
1: Joe and I's? Joe and no, I. No, because
4: it wouldn't be I's big point. Our major point, I's big point, but Joe and My's point,
1: Joe and my oh, point. We in the do a le- podcast, and neither of us passed English in high school. <laughs> no, I passed English. I just because you're your wife. We already established that.
4: Yeah, I did my she did my homework. I probably failed every <laughs> test because I didn't care because there was no standard zones in high school by the way, which is why it's I you know I started installing Windows twenty years ago. But hey, um, so Joe and My's point. Overall, last week it sounds weird, but I think it's right. Last week, our our Sunday was that you know if Syracuse doesn't catch up, and there's a number of schools neck and neck trying to do this, in which we're in competition with, I think is this super conference and who gets in and who does not. And if you don't, you never will. Likely, you know, you look how hard it is for for teams to break into D one, and even when they do, well, you have some successful teams. But I mean, look at ODU. I mean. They have moments, but they'll never be a powerhouse in D1. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. ju- it's just like one of those things. You, you when you've, you're in the first group that gets into this thing when it's when it's decided, that's where you want to be, and you don't want to be left behind. So time's ticking, the clock is ticking, and here we sit um, in the situation we're in, and it just sucks because if someone knows something, it's not really reported on right everything's so top secret all we are is left to hear to do is really speculate because no one's broke it down for us because this is how this is how people speculate the worst of things is because nothing's broke down and nothing's transparent and it's just the way it is i guess but that's why you get thoughts like what we've brought to the table the past couple of weeks, or actually, dude, we've been talking about this for we've been talking about this for a couple of years. Yeah, and we've we've. Yeah, I mean, I just
1: go ahead. I was just saying. I just. I mean, I hope that our you know AD and Chancellor and the people in, in the higher ups they understand that, and I hope that you know Dino can get a shot to do that. Right? I mean, you've been looking at him trying to compete with these teams, and they just got a nutritionist. They. Or they're going to get this Lolly Center, which again, I mean, when is it going to be built? Right? Is he even going to be able to see the fruits of that labor when it comes to that? Um, that, that doesn't center, right?
4: That doesn't and put then, money in kids' pockets though.
1: Well, and then there's the NIL. You know, if they're not going to maximize their, I mean, I would just hate for him to be a scapegoat, get fired, and then they bring in a new guy, and all of a sudden, it's the same thing. Well, no. Now, all of a sudden, they change their tune. They start putting money into oh. it. Now this guy's got a nutritionist. He's got a damn Lolly well, Center. And then now he's got you know, the AD and them actually allowing him to use the NIL money. So now it looks like it's Dino's fault if he were to be gone, right? Versus well, is Dino going to get a fair shake with them maximizing their efforts in the football program?
4: I think that regardless of whether they want to or not, focus their attention on NIL, if Dino goes, their their hand is on the table. And so is that new coach's hand. And they're going to have to commit to some level of it. Because Oh, yeah. So regardless, it's going to have to happen. Because a new coach would be absolutely crazy, insane, to come in here and not have NIL – is the the number one or two thing on his list to be able to, you know, have some control of, right? And this goes yeah. to, this goes to the all of the head coaches, really. I mean, not for anything. You know, you could say the same. I mean, just football is so big. So there's so many. There's 83 players on the roster. I know they're not all getting NIL money like substantially, but. You got to think. You want to bring the big names in. You want to have some depth. You're going to have to pay out, and football is going to take the majority of that, right? So, um, you know, you've, you've got to come into the situation. If you're, if, if, if Dino, you know, if, hypothetically speaking, if Dino goes and a new coach comes in, that person who comes in would have to be crazy not to put that as high priority and let that be known to yeah. the AD and Chancellor in regards to NIL.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's really what it comes down to too, right? Is, and I've seen, I see it in the corporate world all the time, right? There's people that are up above higher than the coach, you know, or higher than the manager, right? Higher than the shop supervisor that are not really maximizing their efforts and holding people accountable so that they can be as successful as possible. And then all of a sudden when they're not, they blame that supervisor, right? They blame middle management and they get rid of that manager, or that coach. Um, to me, People that are just stopping it. Oh, well, it starts with the coach. Oh, it starts with the co- Well, there's somebody that's his boss. And then there's somebody that's that guy's boss. Right. And are they maximizing their efforts? Are they putting everything into it? Um, and to me, I mean, you don't sacrifice the culture um, that you have uh, created over eight years. In like again, first year kind of group of new coaches. I mean, you look at the coaches – I don't think there's that many coaches on that staff that have been there for more than two years. So um, if he's not getting 100 percent the support and, you know, people above him aren't maximizing what they're putting into this football program, then I think that it's very, very hard to give a fair assessment of the coach against other teams from this conference that they're – getting all that support from the AD, they're getting the nil money their facilities and coaches and all that that whole thing has been set up for decades i just i just you got to be able to look deeper into it and then i mean i guess the sad reality is is that we're never really gonna know
4: right because right because in you said something to the effect of you know we don't have inside scoop well i have to imagine that no one does because it's not had the lid blown off of it yet and you would think do you need to have it do you
1: do, i do you think need to have it
4: well i we sit here and say this stuff and i don't know how accurate we are
1: that's why Well, I, we can say that because it is speculation right because we're actually never going to get i mean unless you damn put the guys on the stand right but at the end of the day when you're seeing all these starters leave because no because I, of I, well, money, we
4: know and, right, and we're exactly, seeing
1: coordinators yeah. and stuff like that you know i think us saying that we're not putting all the eggs in the NIL basket and that people above Dino isn't, isn't helping out like they should. I don't know. I don't think that's speculation because there's been actions that have proven that to be correct, whether they want to say it or not.
4: Right. And I think that, you know, with that said, absolutely. any head coach would be all about using NIL funds to better his program. It's not just gonna sit there on the sidelines and someone's hands tied, someone's hands are tied. But I think it's cowardly of the university to not be a little bit more transparent about what their plans are for NIL. You know, they talked about, dude, we talked about a couple million dollars in NIL money at the beginning of the year. Do you remember that? I'm like, oh, it doesn't seem too bad. It doesn't seem too bad. How dumb were we to think that that didn't seem too bad? At least me. I'll speak for myself. That was dumb. I was like, oh, well, this seemed to be doing pretty good. You know, i got...
1: Two a, million make, goes faster than a football team.
4: No shit. I mean, it's not even... It's a drop in the bucket. This NIL stuff is way beyond a, a couple million dollar yeah. kitty sitting there get, waiting to get tapped into because it, it sounds good at first, but when you look around the league and you're talking about, you know, the, what... Yeah. The vehicles kids three. are getting, and uh, you know, one one kid for for Miami last year pulled eight hundred k. I mean,
1: it would, it would have taken yeah. the three three fifths of that but, two million would have went to just keeping Jesse.
4: Exactly. So I mean, it's like, it's it's like, it's it's nothing. That two million that we're like, oh yeah, seems to be on the right track. Well, how dumb was that? I mean, I'm, I'll sit here and say I was dumb of me to even not criticize that. That's how naive I am about that. So yeah. to your point, yeah, this, I just don't. Yeah, I know. You you make good points. I mean, there, there is proof to show, but I'm one of those types of guys like, I want to hear it. I want someone to say it. I want to read it. I want someone to report it. I want, yeah. I, I mean, something. And maybe they are. I just don't pay for it. Maybe I just don't pay for it. So I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but you got to imagine with the people that, that contact you and I all the time via social media or text message, DMs or whatever, that if there was something out there and they know we talk about it all the time, that if they read something, they would forward it to us. So I, honestly, I don't go searching for it because anything, anything that is conducive to this show or the programs comes across my eyes anyway because someone will send it to me. Period. I don't have to go look for it. So if it was out there, I feel like I'd see it. With those stats I read about the Laley Center, those came to us. Okay, it was in a group text. Um, so you know, I don't have to look for it. It yeah. comes to us. So if it was out there, I'd That'd see. Really,
1: it It would have been really nice to, uh, you know, have the school pay for that center to get built and. Um,
4: and let that money you know, to then, go to then nil. Then that
1: Lally guy <laughs> would have said a million dollars a year he could have put in for the next twenty-five years.
4: Well, if he wanted his name on it, I'm sure there's a price he could have paid to put his name on it. I'm not sure it needed to be 25 million. I mean, it seems a little steep, right? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's a little steep. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Former player, former you know alum. I mean, I don't know. You know, I think you get in there a little bit, a little bit under that. But with that said, man, now this is a conversation that's going to continue, and. I think it's obvious Coach isn't happy oh, yeah. about it. And I, I think it's obvious that it's affecting um, f- affecting enough now that more people need to be talking about it and not just this little old podcast. And I don't know if they do. Because, I mean, you can go to places and I've looked at our favorite spots and I don't see a ton about NIL and criticism and, and questions in regards to it. So I don't know if people are doing or saying anything about it, but... I, again i'm just haven't seen it and maybe we're being ridiculous but i doubt it
1: no i mean look i mean that's just that's really what it is we can't speculate what our what our defense or our offense would have been if we could have retained our talent and then you know maybe had a little bit of extra money to get that that tez walker type player you know NFL receivers. Yeah, I'm, and not, the even, Mac
4: I'm not even asking for year, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm not even asking for individual. I'm not asking for funds. Alabama money.
1: Right. I'm just saying, let us retain our starters. You know, let us. I mean, even this year, you know, I mean, I think that the new change, the new style that Syracuse basketball has, and you know, the talent and the athleticism that they have, and you know, kind of sneaking up on other teams and, and being different. Like I think that we could have a really good year, but. I think that there's going to be a point, and I don't know if this is something that we're going to you know, be able to come back and say, I told you so, but I think there's going to be a certain point this year where we're like we're Jesse Edwards away from like being a Final Four team. I really think it's going to be something like that. Or, you know, or if we don't make the tournament or we're right there in a bubble team, it's like we're Jesse Edwards away from being a top 25 team and you, getting Syracuse right on track.
4: You, you've heard of um, On Three?
1: Dot com, um, dot yes. .com.
4: Okay, on 3.com mm-hmm. has uh, top Syracuse NIL players listed right here. Okay? It's the top here's the top 5. I'll start at the bottom and go up. 5th, uh, Aronde Gadsden. Just take a stab at it.
1: Um 400,000.
4: 74. Uh, Seventy-four thousand. Yep, Lequin Allen. Yeah, and
1: we're lucky. Time out. We're lucky that his <laughs> you ain't lying. Family
4: will allow that.
1: If his no, I'm saying his dad was an NFL player. Yeah. His family's well. I mean, they oh, right, 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 for right, money. Right, right. If right. there was a different socioeconomic situation with their fam, with his family, he would have been gone too this past year.
4: Yeah, um, he, and you he know, he spoke
1: about how he was offered almost seven figures from other teams.
4: Wait, and you know what too? He knows he's probably gonna be fine, regardless. And he's gonna be an NFL player, so he's gonna get his money. That's dedication and that is loyalty. And he deserves he deserves zeros on the end of that number just for that. Just for the loyalty alone. How pathetic Mm -hmm. is that? This is what we're this is where we're at. Here we go, number four, Lequin Allen. Hundred thousand. Judah Mintz. Take a guess, Joe. One fifty. One twenty one. Judah Mintz. That was number three. Number two, Garrett Schrader. One seventy eight. And number one. Our boy Mollerwax. Guess how much? We've heard the other ones. So whatever you're thinking, go One.
1: it.
4: No, four nineteen. How much? Four hundred and nineteen. Jeez. But that is a jump. Well, he must have had some negotiating skills going on, because um, it's must have
1: had some quite, offers
4: because it's quite the jump from number two to number one. So that's interesting. You can um, just go to on dot com slash nil slash ranking slash players. Just go to Google it on one, on three, um, and then you so Jesse know
1: Jesse Edwards is making almost all of the top five combined, pretty y- much
4: right okay this is me interrupting the regularly scheduled program look I went back and looked at that on three that I was reading on the fly during the show after the fact before I went ahead and published this and I do not believe those are actual numbers I believe those are set up to be values based on I don't know if it's social media following or popularity or whatever it is but you can go check it out at on three Um, but I I do not think those are actual numbers. I just wanted to come back here and at least throw this edit in, um, and leave the conversation as context, but throw that edit in because, uh, I don't want to mislead anybody. And I did it on the fly and, um, I was a little floored by it and maybe it's why, because it's not real. So again, you know, we might not even ever see these numbers, uh, for real. And, um, I'm glad I went back and checked because I don't think it's accurate. Okay. Back to the show. And you know, you've got the NIL store guys. Okay. Here's the problem with the NIL store. In my opinion, you know, you are buying jerseys. Now you can go. And I think if I remember right, and I just want to look here so you can pre-order just plain jerseys and t-shirts And, you know, a T-shirt's $34. That's an orange women's lacrosse script tee, okay? Um, A navy women's lacrosse New York tee, $35. The um, pre-ordered orange Syracuse football jersey um, for this year is $100. And the um, orange men's basketball jersey, Judah Mintz, number three, is $100, okay? With his name on it and whatnot, okay? So that's great, right? But here's the thing. How much of that goes to NIL because they're not giving you the shirt I mean they have to make it they're giving you the shirt but how much that costs is administrative fees and whatnot. see this is the labor this is is a great add on to a bigger picture program this is a great add on to that you mark up some jerseys and things like that people get a jersey and get to donate but I'm telling you that's a great add on but it's not going to do it
1: and you're getting
4: 10%. I mean, who knows? They, they're never going to tell us, so we'll never know. Um, and, 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 I mean, really, that's all I see. That's really all I see. September 12, 2012, Syracuse.com. Circus Syracuse Sports has new collective. Um, I don't think I can read it, but I can read the headline. Um, if you're going to compete, you need to have a good NL program. That's a quote. It looks like it's a quote from the AD. So... Well, don't you, say, oh, don't you really? say, John. Johnny. Can I call you Johnny? I no. think I shall.
1: A year before that, he had something else to say.
4: <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that was fun. Anyways, I guess we can stew on that over the next few days. Um, you know, to... It's
1: a, more, it's a bigger... It's a, it's a more important and bigger conversation than the actual preview of this game, so...
4: <laughs> it, it actually is, and we've spent uh, about a little over a half an hour on it, and... Look, I'm not patting ourselves on the back, but this seems to be coming up a lot, and I don't hear anybody else talking about it. Joe, you listen to other podcasts, Syracuse Sports Podcasts, right? Oh, you, I mean, are yeah. You, are you weaning talk, yourself I mean, off? <laughs> I mean, how, how...
1: – <laughs> I'm not weaning myself off. It's just it seems like Lockdown has been – I don't know. They haven't had an episode since the 20th. Um, okay. So, And I do go back and I listen to some like 30-minute snips of some of the uh, – the local ESPN radio stuff. So, um, and they have been, I mean, they had wild pack on, they do talk about that, um, a little bit, but
4: fair enough. I think that's probably where you'll, where you'll get it though. But I'm, I'm talking about, and that's a good place to go is the, is those guys over at the ESPN radio programs and stuff. It, It probably is. And I, I don't listen mostly because I just, I don't have the time and I like to keep my head clear of that stuff. Because I like to, I don't want to sound like I'm repeating somebody. So, and if I do repeat somebody, I'll give credit. And if I listen to a program and I get a bunch of stuff out of it, I'm just going to have to reverb, you know, regurgitate everything they said, which is not fun for me. So, you know, I, I think, um, I think it picks up steam. I do. I think within the next few months going into basketball season, it, the, the NL conversation and some of that stuff picks up steam as far as the reporting goes. We only have a reach of so many and I don't want to turn us into an angry group, but I'm just thinking to myself, it makes me feel crazy that I feel like we're the only ones that spend time on it. And I don't want to sit here and beat a dead horse either. So, um, yeah. you know, you know, I don't, I mean, you, do you know about- what I mean? You, you, I,
1: yeah, I, I want to keep the
4: conversation people. fresh. You know what I mean? I don't want to repeat myself all the time, and I feel like I feel like we're in a we're 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 being directed towards a new phase of this because of where the program is, and because of because the coach is on the hot seat, and because we still aren't getting answers. And yeah, I saw John Wildhawk on ACCPM. I they all he talked about was the schedule that came out. By the way, yeah, you can look at the schedule through twenty thirty, huh? What,
1: Joe? He was on the board. He was on the board. Yeah, the okay. The board of making that schedule. So. Right.
4: And the schedule's pretty cool. I mean, for what it's worth, you guys can check it out um, anywhere. Schedule well.
1: next year looks a little easy.
4: but The year after that looks like hell to pay for the easiness yep. of next year. Mm-hmm. And, then, mm-hmm. and then we pay, play Pitt for the next seven years, which is amazing. Um, I wouldn't want it any other way. I, when was the last time they didn't play Pitt in a football season? There was there, I thought there was one recently, but it was it's like It's been one. a long time. It's been a while. Yeah. So anyways, I hope that tradition continues. And that's 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 another thing that will fire me up is if they start taking tradition out of out of it and the Syracuse pick games tradition to me. And um, I just hope that that remains. But for the next seven years, we're safe. And, uh, you know, there's no sense in talking about the schedules. I don't think now, but you can go look at all the schedules all the way through home games and away games broke down strategically each year, from 2024 to 2030. So you can check that out. Um, yeah,
1: here's, well, you got to figure that out.
4: Here's what we're gonna go. What we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna limit the pick segment. We are gonna um, go live for the preview. So let's do that right now. Nice one. Nice one.
3: You <laughs> <smell> the beer.
2: <laughs> man down. Man down.
4: All right, the Orange will finally get another home game. It's been since the September 23rd against Army. Some By the time we get there, it be about six weeks ago, which is absolutely insane to me. So uh, finally get back in the Dome against Boston College this Friday night under the lights. It's always under the lights inside the Dome, but it will be at night. So primetime game. Something to look forward to this Friday after a long, or maybe not, after a long week of work, if you're like me and Joe. Uh, the all-time series sits be, uh, between Syracuse and Boston College, sits at 34-22 and 22 in favor of the Orange. Syracuse currently on a two-game win streak. Last year, the Orange took the win in Chestnut Hill, 32-23. to 23. Um, They turned it on in the fourth quarter to finally pull that thing off. That was the flag-planting game, right, Joe? Wasn't it? It was the game where they tried to plant the flag? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I think Schrader was amazing in that game. He went 21 for 27 for 285 yards and two touchdowns. Sean Tucker added another 125 on the ground with another two touchdowns. Boston College finished three and nine, two and six last year under Coach Jeff Halfley, who's currently in his fourth year, and um, he had some stints in the NFL before, prior to that with Tampa Bay and San Francisco. Uh, the biggest difference this year. Is the loss of Zay Flowers, who's was amazing, he went to the Ravens in the first round in the NFL draft, so we don't have to worry about him so much. Um, too much, uh-huh. too much have talent. Too much talent for that team. Uh, and another standout um, on defense, uh, defensive back Josh DeBerry. He transferred to Texas A&M. Um, he was a he was another problem. Uh, The past couple years. So, some additions from Western Hmm. Kentucky. uh, Transfer Kyle Robichau, who's picked up some of the slack from Pat Garwo. Pat Garwo, he had a thousand yard rushing season. Pat Garwo, the third, had a thousand yard rushing season a couple years ago. I think it was 2021. And he must be battling something because he's not nearly as productive as he's been. And I just went back and looked at some. Um, box scores and stuff, and he's just he's just not on there. Some of them he's totally missing on, and the ones he is on aren't that productive. So um, there is a Uf- UCF transfer, if you haven't heard yet. Thomas Castellanos, who's all but saving the season for the Golden Eagles at this point. Um, he leads the team with Russian... Yards with 673 and nine rushing touchdowns. He's 120 for 205 for 1549 yards through the air, uh, with 11 TDs. Does have seven interceptions though, but a guy who's versatile, uh, the 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 cookie cutter type that Syracuse has struggled with uh, so far this year and in the past. Uh, Currently. Boston College, they're on a four-game win streak. They've beat UVA, they've beat Army, they beat Georgia Tech, and they beat UConn last week. In those four games, the Golden Eagles have rushed for 1,078 yards, an average of about 270 a game. So in Syracuse's four losses in their streak that we're we're just getting over, hopefully, uh, they've given up 837 yards on the ground, letting an average of 210 yards a game get get through. So Syracuse at this point... Um, it's not, you know, it's not as, you know, everybody knows that it's, it's, they've been proven that they can't stop the rush. I mean, this, this kind of is a lingering thing. Um, they rank 78th in the country against the run in 95th overall defensively. I know, you know, when we look at the overall for the country, it's a, it's a stat that can be skewed, but it is it is a stat nonetheless. And, um, you know, to put it into perspective, and again, easier teams, but they only gave up three hundred fifty-six yards to the first four games. So, Boston College, their their rushing game is high bar right now, and the, and the longer the season goes, the better they're getting. And for Syracuse, the longer the season goes, the worse the defensive um, the defense against the run is getting, and it's just um, teams coming into their own and having Castellanos kind of get in the driver's seat and get comfortable. And like I said, he leads the team in rushing right now. So um, he does make some mistakes, though. He's he's made some questionable decisions. And with the seven interceptions, 11 touchdowns, it's it's apparent, you know, he's still coming into it. But um, – and their defense is kind of up and down, too. So it, it's one of those things where our mm-hmm. offense is really going to need to get going to do anything because they can take advantage of, of – boston college there but with that said as we've talked in the past i mean couple of weeks looking at teams that are getting better while we're just kind of treading water boston college is one of those if you asked me two weeks ago i think syracuse just doesn't have a problem with boston college my my thoughts on all of that have changed so um you know when they're on a tear you know, they're on a four game win streak you might say hey well it's time for them to lose right or maybe they're riding so high on the horse that um, they just see the blood in the water and that's it you know and they come out and they start strong and if Syracuse comes out sluggish again they're gonna get punched in the mouth again and that's pretty much it so Joe what else you got as far as Boston College
1: yes yeah. I mean you you hit pretty much everything that there is pretty much to talk about um, I mean I could expand a little bit further on like what you were saying you know two three weeks ago you know they beat Army 27-24 you're like alright I mean you know, you've seen some of their losses and things like that. Um, Virginia was looked at to not be a great team, and they only beat them by three, right? Um, but then you see they go to they go to Georgia Tech and win, and we just saw Georgia Tech beat North Carolina. And even though the UConn game was 21-14, um, they had like 44 minutes possession, and they had way more rush, like, you know, just overall yards. Uh, they had two turnovers that probably would have – Resulted in scoring drives, so that would have been a little bit more inflated, obviously. Uh, So, realistically, yeah. I mean, (laughs) you're looking at a situation where things that have happened four weeks in a row, basically, for us, have to change. Otherwise, it's probably going to be the same type of situation. Um, You know, we thought the same thing about Virginia Tech and coming off a bye and. Virginia is Tech has a running quarterback. Uh I think he's a little bit different of a runner than Castellanos. Castellanos is a little bit smaller, he's 5'10, so uh you know, he likes to get outside of the pocket, you know, if we can keep him in the pocket, keep him from rushing things like that, then it's going to be difficult for him to pass, but again, we've struggled with running quarterbacks, right? And depending on how healthy they are, that's one thing. Jeff Hafley did talk about and you know, the presser was you know that he was worried about Certain people being healthy, which, of course, you don't talk about, so we don't know, you know, as his an opponent. So maybe there's an offensive lineman there or something like that to where, you know, they got to come in and play and take over for somebody. I don't know. But, you know, to see the way that they're rushing the ball and the way that Castellanos is running around, um, then, I mean, it's it scares me, considering what I've seen the last four weeks. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, there's nothing the last four weeks has shown that that makes you think that they're going to win. But I think that they're embarrassed. I think that with all this opportunity, I mean, if there's going to be a time where the kids are going to come out and they're going to play for their coach, you know, it's going to be against BC at home, you know, because that is a rival game. Um, People don't want to talk about it, but it is. And Dino talked about in his presser how, you know, it's different. The game against Boston College is is different. Um, So... Yeah. I mean, they got to go in there and do exactly the opposite of what they've been doing (laughs) as far as, Uh you know, the beginning of the game and and stuff like that. So um, I don't know what to see. I mean, he said he said in his presser that there's that they're definitely making making a change.
4: One Uh, one significant change. That's what I one
1: significant change. I don't know what that means. And that's hard really to say, because, I mean, realistically, that's either the way that they're setting up way, you know, whether it's bringing in a fullback, bringing in, you know, having a tight end or two tight end, you know, that type of stuff as far as how they're going to run plays. Or to me, it's like, what else would it be? I mean, do you think, what do you think the chances that significant change is that Sch- Schrader? What are,
4: the, what are the chances I think that is? First of all, yeah. I think that's a terrible idea. Okay. And,
1: I didn't uh, say that it was. I, okay.
4: So what wasn't. I think the chances are is zero. Zero percent chance that that's fair trade. Okay,
1: so then what is the significant change then? If you say um, significant, right? Unless you.
4: Well, he didn't say significant. I said significant, but I'm, I'm saying he said there's one like standout change. Let's say. I don't remember exactly how he worded it. You're frozen.
1: Oh yeah. You're, you're back. Yeah, I and mean, you Wait. were just um Yeah, what else would be significant? I mean if it's not a complete sh overhaul of their they're on offense, there's a complete overhaul group. And what one change is significant.
4: I don't know, but you're breaking up real bad. I can barely make out what you're saying, but you're breaking up. I don't know. I, I get the question. What is what would be significant if it wasn't Trader? And I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe um extra blockers. You talked about extra blockers. Maybe it's um maybe it's something at the wide receiver spot. I don't know. You know, they you know, we we know that um Caitlin Ellis is likely to still be out. Trevor Pena is likely to still be out. So, with all that said...
1: Um, he said Taylor Ellis is going to redshirt.
4: Oh, that's right. He did. That's right. Yep. Um, and then he actually talked about Trevor Pena, and he he kind of pushed it off like, we just don't know what's going on yet. So, I who knows what's going on there? I mean, that's a that's a whole big question mark in general to me, the Trevor Pena thing. So, who, who knows? Um, but... I don't know. You know, I just don't think, okay, look, look, let's, let's just say, let's say you put someone else in at quarterback. I don't know, man. I think it's a bad idea. If, I'm not a coach, but if I was the coach, that's the last change I'm making because I just don't see anybody holding the stick to Garrett Trader. and you can love him or hate him. That's just how I see it. I don't think that that's, I don't even think that's a, a thought. I don't. I think he needs more help. And by help, I mean maybe, you know, some more blocking. Um, what do they – you know, Dan Villari? We can put Garrett Trader at tight end. I mean, that's the only, option, right? <laughs> right. I mean, the only option, right? Right. That's
1: the only option because Marvin Harrison ain't coming through the door. Right. He ain't walking through the door, right? So right. Right. the receivers are what we got.
4: Right. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I guess it'll be interesting. I mean, the death chart already came out, by the way. And, of course, they could – just bluff the death char. That's not anything new. They've done it before. But I I don't know.
1: Just put a just put a or there.
4: Yeah. yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. I just I don't see it being the I don't see it being the um the quarterback. Let's 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 see though. Let's see. We got um let's see Jimbo. Cuse Mode Jimbo at Cuse Mode Jimbo on Twitter. Unmute yourself if you'd like to say anything. Request to speak.
3: Hey, good, good evening, fellas.
4: What's going on, man? How you doing?
3: I'm do- I mean, obviously, from a Syracuse perspective, you know, I could be doing better as well as everybody else in here. You know, it's been literally a Jekyll and Hyde season so far.
4: Yeah, yeah. Agreed. I think the only, the only unpredictable game, the only unpredictable outcome, I think, m- minus scores, I'm just talking wins-losses, would have been the Virginia Tech game for me. What do you think,
3: man? Um, well, that and even like when Georgia Tech played played Miami. I mean, like even before they had the win this past weekend, you know, that was kind of a toss up to me too.
4: Yeah, yeah. How are you? How are you feeling going into the Boston College game? Are you, I mean, obviously. Are you know we've been demoralized a little bit, our spirits a little broken. But how do you feel about Syracuse getting back in the dome and being able to recover, um, and and getting back well, in the win column? Well
3: obviously, well, obviously this is a must-win game for us. But you know, if you were to ask me, you know, this, if you were to ask me about this, even after we got clobbered against uh, UNC, I would have been like, hell yeah, we got this, no doubt. But then you know you watch just how we just weren't even competitive against, uh, um, Virginia Tech and well Florida State. I kind of saw it coming, unfortunately, but but Virginia Tech was obviously alarming, and I'm just like, man, I don't know. We, I think it's just, I think, and one of the things you just addressed here this evening is, I think the significant change. It seems to me we got to do something schematically to help our offensive line, whether it's like keeping another guy in the box, perhaps using another tight end or using him as a fullback um, just to help uh, um, Schrader get the ball out quicker. Because like you guys said, I do not see them moving on from him.
4: Um, at OLQs on Twitter says maybe they're going to change the entire offensive line, Joe. What do you think?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, it could be a possibility. <laughs> uh, we will be talked about that, right? Yeah. Um, but it's, again, too, there's other things you can do, too, right? Right now you have the defensive lines that are chopping at the bit, looking at our offensive line, thinking they're going to get, you know, a bunch of sacks, and it's just going to be, you know, where are the screen passes? Where are the, the shorter passes to keep that line and, and that defense, you know? And some confidence you know, hum- into
4: the quarterback, seeing himself complete passes, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, there's ways that you can, you can temper the aggressiveness of a defense. Jimbo. Um, and we need to do it.
4: Before I let you go, how about you give me a score? What do, you, what do you think the final score of this game is going to be?
3: Ultimately, I do think we can win this game. I'm going to say 27 23, uh, Syracuse, as of right now.
4: Okay. All right. Well, that's good. You at least excited? Are you going? Are you in Syracuse?
3: Uh unfortunately no. I actually live in Schenectady. I I work ironically Friday through Sunday <laughs> of, of all days. So mm. like I oh, I actually had to take off I actually had to take off um take some P- um PTO off work on uh, well, Saturday the uh we we played Clemson so
4: That's hey. You are hardcore. Now as as a boss, I don't know if I'm improving PTO for anybody to take off to watch a game but you know what? That's hardcore, <laughs> dude, and I appreciate that. Yeah. If they were going,
3: if it was a Syracuse want, game, did, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd approve it. Yeah, just just a couple things I want to add real quick. One, yeah, go ahead. Fortunately, I have fortunately I have YouTube TV, so like I've done over and over again, where I will just turn my phone off and wait to get home, like at three in the morning or whatnot, and I would actually watch the game, you know, from start to finish. Wow. Regardless of who they're playing. Yeah. And then the other thing I just want to bring up too is that. We gotta do something different with the routes for our wide receivers because all all the teams that we're doing with Damian Alford in particular, we're just we're just having them go go down and run fades down the sidelines and oftentimes get his close times they're incomplete or he checks it, or he catches it out of bounds.
4: Well, because it's it's run down the sideline as close to the out of bounds line as you can. And I'm just going to chuck it. And that's why. And he's made some great catches out oh, of yeah. bounds. Oh yeah. he's made some good ones. They've been out of bounds. I mean, he toes that line that close. Um, so Mm -hmm. anyway, well, Jimbo, don't be a stranger, dude. Appreciate you coming on, man.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for having me on.
4: Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Take care. Have
1: a good night, bud. Yeah, man, to Jimbo's point, man, I mean, it's, we've talked about that, right? And we've said that, you know, last year, how many balls would a a a a round and catch down the middle of the field, down the seam, things like that. Um, you know, that yeah. seems like the receivers, you know, the, the other receivers, once he went down, it's, it's been difficult for them to make it up. Right. I mean, you saw Mari Hatcher. He went across the middle. He caught a good pass, but got his bell rung a little bit. Um, I think there are guys that are getting better. But again, these are guys that are taking on significant roles and trying to make up for production that um, is really kind of hard to mirror when you're talking about Rondae Gatson.
4: Jeff on Twitter. Unmute um, or forever hold yourself, buddy. Jeff A.
0: What's up,
1: guys? What's up? How you doing?
4: Good. How you doing, man?
1: <laughs> What's up, bud?
0: Oh, man, I'm all right. I'm all right. Hey, how you doing? Um, I don't know what to think of this game, guys. I really don't. I, I think similar to everybody at this point, a few weeks ago, this was penciled in as probably the sixth or seventh victory of the season, maybe even eighth <laughs> based on how we started. Yeah. Um, Probably not eighth. But, you know, and <laughs> I don't know, man. I got to tell you, I at this point i i'm leaning towards an l i and i'll tell you why let me be frank about it i'm worried about the fact that what's holding this team back beyond all the injuries they're facing is i don't feel like they're being put in a position to win with the Mm. kinds of plays that are being called for them Mm. now part of it's because the offensive line issues. i get it but the kinds of plays that we run you know, four yards, three yards, six yards, two yards, chunks. We don't do anything bigger than that. So you can have two, three, four, six good plays in a row, and then you have one negative play, and you're in a position where it's a second and fifteen. You know they're going to run it on that down, and suddenly you have a third and twelve that you know we don't have a position. We're not in a position to convert because we don't run plays like that. That seems to be what happens so often, especially early in the game puts us back on our heels, we fall behind by a score, and suddenly we have it back in our heads, here we go again. So that's my concern.
4: Well, I mean, that's I – mean, It's a great it's, totally, it's It's totally um, relevant, I think. And, you know, the past few games, especially at the start at, at, of these games, um, being put in a hole early and then, you know, being forced to – Start first and fifteen, second and twenty. You know, 28. twenty eight, yep, twenty second and twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that's where we find ourselves, and it's it's a discipline thing too, as far as that goes. And I, I and but you're right, they're not being put in a position. It feels like to to fans who are watching the game, they're not being put in a position to win because of the lackluster play calling. It's very vanilla. We've talked about it before. And it hasn't changed. Nothing's going to surprise anybody. You have to come out with something different because everybody knows the Syracuse playbook at this point, and they know exactly what to do to stop everything. And it's all on tape, and it's pretty much cookie-cutter stuff every game. And I think that gives every, any team an advantage when they're playing Syracuse. How very mediocre the play calling is, And you're right. I mean, it's a good way to put it that they're just they're just not given the opportunity to win, to some degree, because of the play calling, because of the issues with the offensive line, because we lost around against. And I mean, there's a lot of. I
1: was going to say injuries are definitely a reason.
4: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot. I mean, it's not just the only reason, but that's where you have to what to Jeff's point. That's where you have to actually start to evolve your game is to make up for some of, these, some of these negatives with coming at something different on offense and surprising people and getting creative. And, you know, it's almost an insult to, to these guys, which is NCAA is basically semi-pro, you know, football. It's almost an insult to, to not get a little bit more creative, right? I mean, you're just saying, well, oh, you, you don't think they can do it? You don't think they can execute or what? And, I mean, who knows? But you're exactly
0: right. So, yeah, I mean, I think I have a bad sorry, I was just, I have a bad feeling that we're gonna hear at the end of the season that schrader has been playing hard again. Um, oh, I yeah. just his game has changed so dramatically since that cleansing game. I don't know if it was that hit or something else in that game. But and to your point earlier, guys, I don't think it's a zero percent chance that Schrader isn't benched for this game, not because I think he's anyone else is better than him, but it's not impossible that they've had a discussion and said, He's not good enough in his current state to run the offense in a way we need to have it run. I mean, he just might be hurt, and they're just trying desperately to, like, uh, have him run it out there. And, and they just might – I don't think this is happening, but I'm saying it's not impossible that they say we're going to give him another week to try to get it right. I don't know.
4: Well, let me ask you – and look – I oh, I'll tell you
1: what I, I have a thought about this
4: okay well you I do have Jeff, a thought about this sorry, Joe wants to talk Jeff and now I want to get your score let's see what Joe <laughs> okay. has to say okay go ahead, Joe all
1: right you know I was just saying that you know we talked and they talked about it all through off season right oh, you know he's gonna have this elbow surgery and he's either gonna come back better or just as good and then as it got closer to the season, there was more and more talk so oh, he's on a snap count oh he's still going he's still doing this he's still doing this. I mean, what are the chances that maybe having that elbow surgery and not rehabbing long enough has actually made it worse? Okay, and then, we don't really know.
4: You're absolutely right. So here was my here was the question I was going to have. Did, did he play? You know, he got sacked eight times against Virginia Tech. When was he yanked? Was he yanked?
1: I mean, he was I think, yanked in the fourth quarter because.
4: <clears throat> okay. Well no!
1: Was that that was Florida State, right?
4: Yeah, he was yanked in Florida State. Yep. I don't know if he no, was yanked. He had
1: f- I don't food know. Food poisoning.
4: Yeah, he had food poisoning.
1: I, I don't. Oh,
4: oh, hold on, guys.
0: Natasha, he
4: was. I so here's the deal. Sorry, I was checking ESPN. Joe couldn't hear that, but you guys could. Um. He he. There was no other quarterback that came in for him against Virginia Tech on the in the box score. So, um, if that was the case, Jeff, um, my only point is is that I feel like he would have been yanked at some point sooner than that. I mean, the game was over in the first half.
0: Yeah, I mean I agree. It's I, unlikely. I'm just saying. I you know. I, I totally zero percent chance.
4: No, you're absolutely right. And and you 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 um re- replied to us. You said it's a ten percent. I said it's a one percent. You said it's a ten percent. So fair enough. I yeah. think <laughs> And I and Talk I think came
1: across my
4: head. And I think that's legit. And it's a great point. It is so, um, touche. Very good. Um, so what do you got for a score, Jeff? Let's hear it, buddy.
0: Yeah, guys, I don't know if you can hear me. It's cutting in and out here. But all I'll say is I, it, we're either going to win small or lose big. Uh, and right now, um, unless I see something different in the next day or two, I'm leaning towards something like 3113 BC. Um, but I hope I'm wrong.
4: All right, man. Well, look, we don't fault you for it. I understand exactly where you're coming from, Jeff. And, uh, yep. hey, I appreciate it. Don't be a stranger, buddy, all right?
0: Alright, take Thank care
4: you, guys. Yeah. Thanks a lot. All right. You
0: too, man. Thank you. Have you one, buddy?
4: Um we got him rolling in here. We got him rolling in here. I got him, and the next one on the list. Where is he? Um Oh Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's let's see. Our boy, Captain Patrick. Unmute forever, hold yourself, Cap. He's holding himself. That doesn't surprise me one bit. I know he's, he's, he's scampering hey. away from the family. Yes, Cap, did you, have to, did you end up in the bathroom?
2: No, media room. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> right now. Uh, what's going on, dude? I, shit, I got to go to dinner here soon, so I don't have much time.
4: Okay, well, give really? it to me then. Yeah, Stop. I
2: appreciate m- you guys sticking with the team, right? Because I think a lot of people are failing. I probably would bail on this team if it wasn't for you guys and a few other people. So I know it's hard, um, but you know the podcast is still great, so that's well, fun. Looks like have you have a lot of people listening, so
1: that's good. Appreciate, it, buddy.
2: Um, on the downside, though, <laughs> God, how how is how is Syracuse going to stop the run? Right? How are they going to stop the run? They look like shit. The offense is terrible. I boy, don't understand up, how. Rancher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get ready. The, uh, uh, how is is it Farmer? Is it Farmer? Yes. That's the offensive line coach. How the uh, hell does he still have a job?
4: That's a, it, it's a brilliant question.
2: Incredible how freaking bad. How, it is, like They are so bad. I think a high school <laughs> Oh boy. coach from even probably Syracuse area. I don't even, half the schools don't even have football there to do a better job. And, I mean, is Dino trying to lose his job? Is he doing that new, like, Gen X thing where they do the, like, the quiet quit, where they kind of just don't show up and they're working from home, but they're not? I I, I don't know. I think this season is probably one of the worst fucking seasons I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. Hopefully we can figure this out for next year because the schedule for week. Um, yes, I, I just I don't know how Wildcat could even freaking put up with this bullshit. Um, maybe he needs to go as well. <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys doing this, but like, God, dude, it, I, I don't know how much NIL money is going to take. I know Tyler's trying to get some money, yeah, for him. Um, like, I, I, what they need to do is to kind of partner with businesses. Right. I mean, if you go to an SEC game, I don't know if you all have gone. I, I have. It's amazing how much money is there. Um, and then you go to a Syracuse game and there's like no corporate sponsorships whatsoever. I know they say they have some, but hopefully Micron can bail them out. Anyway, I know I just unloaded on you guys. Um, I don't have much time, but uh,
4: well, look, yeah, Cap.
2: keep up the good work. Yeah, Cap.
4: You know I always bust your chops because you're always you're always the silent guy in the room. You never request to speak, so when we can get yeah. you on, absolutely you're getting on. So yeah. I, I appreciate yeah. you making time. And uh, I before you go though, and I know you got the in laws. They're hunting through. They're hunting for you through the house right now because they want you for din din. Okay, <laughs> but I got to get yeah. a. I got to get exactly a score. What's
2: going on. <laughs> I got to get a score. So, I I think I posted on on the. Twitter oh, did you? Okay. Uh, and you know I think I did and I said that we'd win and then I said just kidding Um, you know if we if we lose we're probably going to lose big just like someone else said I think I I said three to three um you know I'd love to know what the big surprise change is um maybe they decided they're going to block someone for once but I don't know I don't think think it's going to be fucking terrible (laughs) And, and hopefully we just freaking fire Dino right after the game, and then like, what are we going to lose? A good recruit? We have no freaking recruits anyway.
4: I know, I know. There's, anyway, there's. there's
2: it. I appreciate it. And it's usually, I'm three like, star city, now, I'm guys. Like I'm, yeah, I'm one of the big. Like I thought we'd be eight and four this year. Well, guess what? Like I don't see four more wins. I, I see no more wins. Damn. Unless something drastically changes. All
4: right, Pat. Well, look. Can I refer? Then,
2: to, I mean, and then they move the game to Pittsburgh. WTF? Pittsburgh is terrible, but I think we're worse. Anyway, I appreciate you guys. Hey, right,
4: Cap. We love you, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah. Don't be a stranger. Yeah, it, and, right and look, <laughs> look. I just recently polished off a bottle of black and whiskey. Okay, as a whiskey guy, I would love you to try Ooh, it and tell me go. what tell me what it's like. Tell me what you think, as the whiskey connoisseur What's it you are.
2: Again, black
4: blackened it's blackened it, yes it is uh it is it's the metallica brand it's james hetfield and a couple other guys
2: oh okay try it out i'll try it do me a favor. i'll look for it and try it okay all right buddy and then i'll send you a review do that all right see you guys thanks man all
4: right bud talk to you later
2: Where have a good one bud all
4: right <laughs> appreciate
1: but, it yep. thanks, bye.
4: See you, bye bye go have bye. din din <sighs> yeah.
1: well, that was refreshing least, man i mean hey look that's where a lot of fans are at this point, right? Um, yeah. Still not giving up on it, though, right? He's still—he's pissed, you know, putting in time. Right? I mean, not that's what he upset, of course. Yeah, and that's what some it comes of it down is, to. yeah. I mean, I see what he's looking at, but again, I think we have to sometimes understand that it could be a more up higher problem, like he said with the Wild Pack and stuff like that. So we don't know. Here's his. Here's his tweet. Let's see something different.
4: Let's Let's get into some predictions. Feel free to to roll them through the comments uh, during the spaces. Um, at oil cues, we don't have many because I did do this late in the day. I totally forgot we were, we were doing a show today, and I uh, didn't do this until about five hours ago. So let's start with oil cues. at oil cues? Nobody, Captain. Twenty-seven twenty. Just kidding. Twenty-seven twenty cues. Just kidding. Our offense is nastier than Joe eating ketchup on a hot dog. I'm going with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with thirty to three BC as he as he reiterated here. Um, Let's see. at No Blanchard 44, 31,10, we find a way Cuse, We find a way to score on offense and stop the run on defense. The crowd is a major factor, and if they don't use the silent count, we will cause no less than four false starts. I will never give up on this team, and it's another 100 percent Homer pick. I don't care. Sue me. Look, I love the enthusiasm. OK? I do. Um, Charles on Twitter. at Charles Regalia. 24 – I hope I got that right, Charles. 24-21 Syracuse wins on the last second field goal. So, okay. All right. In a must-win game. Um, it's a must-win for morale, I think. As far as the must-win thing goes, for
1: me – I think it's a must-win for everybody.
4: I think it's a must-win for, for the fans and for morale and for 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 the team. team. But as far as when we're talking must-win, you know, I mean – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I get it, though. I do. Um, Let's see. Accuse Waterboy 2, Accuse 24, BC 21. Because predicting anything less isn't good for my sanity, by the way. I mean, I lost my sanity via Syracuse Sports a long time ago. So um, I'm surprised you still got yours, Tony, actually. Uh, (coughs) If it goes the other way, it could get ugly with the crowd Friday night. Look, I get it. Um, see, I got one more with meat, and then we're going to cut. Like I said, we got to cut this one short. I'm doing everything with explanations. At our Boris 9. My computer's going off, guys. I apologize. Part of me wants to go with their recent performance in Pick BC until they show me otherwise, but I still have hope in this team, and it rides on the mob. Syracuse 13, BC 10 in a, in a barn burner. Mm. Um, so, okay. Facebook. If you got I mean, anything Facebook on Facebook, is, hand it to
3: me.
1: This is the deal. I mean, at the end of the day, we got three people that basically guessed. You know, Michael, BC 25, Syracuse 3. Brian, BC 42, Syracuse 13. And then a Dan Dabbs, 27 to 6. And I didn't say who won. Um, I'm assuming he's taken BC. Then we have a bunch of comments that don't even have – um, I guess this got
4: uh, Well, yeah, Steve, I saw a couple of those, so you might as well just give. Them. But
1: both Steve, both teams' streaks continue. BC with the positive and SU with a negative. Um, Greg, I think many of us have moved on to next season. Score predictions for Saint Rose at Cuse. So
4: that's tonight. You know, seven
1: thirty. That's tonight. Um, seven. Ginny. Let Ginny says. Let's just hope SU can Jenny. score. Oh, that's Jenny. Dave. <laughs> Dave says. I don't even want to talk about it. But you just did, uh, Nadal. He just did. Nadal. He just comes out and says, "I likely have an extra ticket for the basketball game tonight. If anyone wants to go." Um, and then the only one that actually gave some <laughs> some damn meat and potatoes, with a guess, was <laughs> our buddy Andy Stewart. Oh He's yes, selling vacuum cleaners.
4: <laughs> Love Andy. He's made
1: his way from f- Florida, going to the Florida State game, to Blacksburg, going to the Virginia Tech game, and now he is. Currently outside of Rochester, visiting family, could have gone to the Boston College game on Friday, but after attending the Florida State game Mm. and Virginia Tech and Virginia Tech game, I'd rather fly home back to Florida early than sit through that embarrassment of what Syracuse, New York, calls a football team.
4: You know that GIF with um, the dude from The Office, Steve Carell from The Office.